Hey folks, this is Kevin. On this week's episode of Risk, you'll hear Ron Hart. I'm gonna investigate this from the roof because if Jackass has taught me anything, it's that an uncoordinated fat guy on a roof is a recipe for comedy. And that and more. But before that, folks, wherever you are in the world, whatever is going on, you know you can pitch us your stories and tell people you know to pitch us theirs also. You know, we record stories remotely all the time. Like, for example, uh, a story about a time you told a big lie, right? Uh, it might have started off as a little <laughs> lie, but got more complicated than you'd anticipated. Or, let's see, an emotion a lot of people struggle a little bit to come out about is envy or jealousy. Can you think of a time... Uh, something consequential happened because you let envy or jealousy get the best of you. You got carried away with that. Or how about a time nervousness, you know, nervousness was something that became too distracting and sabotaged you somehow. And of course, there's always those moments that you laugh when you think back on them. Might not have been funny at the time. <laughs> or it might have been funny at the time, but you see it a little bit more seriously now. Tiny little stories about funny moments or epic ones. You can always ask me questions about how to pitch us at kevin at risk-show.com. But all you need to know is already at risk-show.com slash submissions. We'll be right back. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. Now here's the show.
kids, this is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison. This is Coppice Halifax behind me now. And we're calling this week's episode, The Birds and the Bees. But before we dig in, I want to tell everyone who lives in Philly or anywhere near Philly to come on out and see Risk live on March 2nd at World Cafe Live. I gotta say, these stories we're preparing are so suspenseful for this particular show. Edge of your seat stuff. Most intimate and unique phone sex story I've ever heard. A green card marriage scheme sort of saga. An Arab American reporter's journey through war zones in the Middle East. A young woman's story about very unusual therapy (laughs) or not therapy that she had uh, in her therapy. How's that for a synopsis that doesn't spoil anything? Listen, we haven't been to Philly since 2019 and we just had such a phenomenal show in San Francisco. So I feel like let's keep this roll. We are on going. Come on out on March 2nd, Philly. I'm talking to you. And where can you get your tickets? Risk-show.com slash tour. <laughs> if, I, if I sound a little silly today, it's because I haven't been this jazzed. I haven't been this excited about what's going on behind the scenes here at Risk in years, literally. And I'm so excited. I just put something on Patreon and we made it free to access for all. It's a check-in where I talk about new possibilities brewing for us behind the scenes and we'd love to get your feedback about it so that's why i made it free if you go to patreon.com risk and listen to the check-in there uploaded on february 15th 2023 called kevin talks about new possibilities you don't even have to be a patreon member and you can hear it there for free so go check it out okay then the birds and the bees That expression I've never really understood or bothered to research. (laughs) In a little bit, we're going to hear from Ron Hart, the executive producer for the Nickelodeon show, That Girl Lele, with a story he recently told at a Risk Live show in L.A., as did the person we'll hear before Ron, Jenna Brister. Jenna took one of our very first storytelling classes we ever offered via the Story Studio in the earliest days of Risk. And now she's a screenwriter and a comic living in LA who you can find at jennabrister.com. So here she is now with a story we call Full Access. to LA about 12 years ago because I decided I wanted to be an actress and I was submitting myself online for commercials 
every single day, all day long. Stuff I was qualified for, mostly stuff I was not qualified for because I didn't understand how it worked. And I get an audition. And um, I'm so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. And at the same time, I had a major crush on the guy who worked at the juice bar at the Whole Foods by my house. He was so cute. He was had blue eyes and curly brown hair, kind of disheveled, but really good skin, I think from all the juice. And so I would go in there every morning and get a green juice and like try to flirt with him, you know, but like I didn't have that much game. Um, and there's a counter there, so it's hard to get close. And, uh, and I get this audition and I was at the Whole Foods when I, when I got the little email. And so I went over to him and I think he had a crush on me because he always gave me add-ons to my smoothie. So I was like, it's not nothing. And so I tell him, I'm like, I got an audition. This is cool. And uh, anytime I get good professional news, even to this day, I call my dad. So I give him a call. I'm like, dad, and I'm scrolling through the email and I hit confirm. I'm like, I got an audition. This is great. And I scroll down location, Playboy headquarters. And I was like, I got to go. So I hang up on my dad. And then it's like 3.30 this afternoon. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to HQ. I don't know what they want with me, but let's hit the highway. So I cruise across town to Burbank and I get to Playboy headquarters, which if you haven't been there before, it's very well lit. It's very clean. I did not see that coming. You walk into this stately lobby and there's softcore porn on screens all around the lobby. There's magazines on all the coffee tables. And I see this stack of questionnaires. So I grab a pen, take a seat, you know, I'm like, all right, let's see what's on here. And I was like, okay, tattoos, two small ones. Okay. Um, slim build, I guess, athletic build, uh, 34A. Okay. What are you into? I'm like, oh, okay. Partial nudity? I don't know. Back, maybe just backside stuff. Like, I'm filling this out in earnest, just really having a moment with myself, like, what am I willing to do on camera? And uh, I take it with me. I'm like, all right, my parents are still alive. So I'm like, kind of keeping it conservative, to only check a few of the boxes. And so I'm walking around look at the hallways looking for this room, and everyone has clothes on, by the way. I thought that was surprising. I was like, oh, everyone has clothes on, okay. And I find this. Uh, sign. It says, real people casting. I'm like, that's me. And so I walk in and I hand them the form and um, they're like, oh, we don't need this from you. I'm like, what? And they set it aside. I was like, oh, okay. Spent all that time like having a moment with myself about what I'm down to do. And they were like, basically, I matched up with this guy, this guy named Matt and pressed khakis and a polo. And like, you have to pretend like Playboy Plus TV subscription saved your marriage. You've been married for three years, you know, hit the doldrums, go. And we're like, okay, how's it going? Okay, I'm Jenna, man. Okay, great. And so we start just bantering about how, like, we had a freaky honeymoon phase. I work nights, you work days, and we crush it. Okay, we annihilate this, and I book the job. I get a job. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great, my first commercial. And so they give me this access code, very serious. They were like, this access code will get you full access to all of Playboy TV programming. We need you to watch as many shows as possible for the next three days so that when it's time to shoot, you can speak top of intelligence about all the pornographic television that we have on our channel. And I was like, what? And so Matt was like, oh, my wife's gonna hate this. And I was like, I don't know who to tell. I drove straight to the Whole Foods. I get in line at the juice bar. And uh, I was just like so excited. I was like, I need a juice, you know, because you want to have good skin. So I was like, I'll get an aloe vera add-on, you know, whatever. And so we're bantering, flirting like normal. And he's like, how's it going? I was like, oh, great, actually. I just booked my first commercial, you know? And he's like, oh, great, what's it for? And I was like, it's this cool thing. I don't know, I have to watch like a ton of porn the next couple of days for it. Um, what are you doing after you're off your shift? <laughs> And he's like, well, I have class, but I'm free after class. And I was like, class? 
Uh, turns out he was 22. Okay, so legal. Uh, went to Santa Monica College. I was like 27 at the time. So there was like, you know, like a five-year difference. Uh, and I was like, yeah, come on over after class. Like, no big deal. We'll just like, watch some porn. <laughs> and at this point, I had like very minimal experience with pornography. I'd seen like a Jenna Jameson three-minute highlight reel in college. Because this guy in my dorm was like, your name's Jenna, like Jenna Jameson. I was like, who's that? He's like, sit down, brister. And so I, like, I, I was forced to watch Jenna Jameson YouTube porns and so oh, she's great big fan um but that's that's all I knew about this and so I get home I'm fixing up my place I'm like I have a date this is the best day of my life you know booked a job got a dude coming over and so I don't have a couch or a television so I'm in my bed with my laptop logging into my little access playboy tv and you guys it was like just a grid of thumbnails and none of it's porn it's all the shows that we watch normally but everyone's buck ass naked okay they had like naked top chef naked fixer upper okay um like naked fear factor that was i think my favorite so i'm like this is great so i'm just gonna start watching you know like naked fear factor and i hear a knock at the door and so i'm like okay here we go and so um he comes in with his longboard in hand because he's in college and um and so i'm like welcome and so then we hug which is the first time we've been like without a counter in between us which is a totally different vibe and i was like oh he has legs you know and so we get in my bed side by side to watch porn on my laptop and i'm like this is a weirdest first date but I'm like having the time of my life you know he's really hot and so we start with oh the naked tattoo parlor which is actually very smart because you need access to skin anyways so it's just naked people getting tattooed and I was like I'm into this you know and so we're chit-chatting getting to know each other and oh let's call him Moonbeam let's call him Moonbeam and so Moonbeam because he's very galactic you know like and so we're watching these shows and um of course you know one thing obviously is going to lead to another. We start making out, you know, and it's hot and heavy. And I'm like, this is the most lucrative gig I've ever gotten in my life. And so I was like, what's your schedule? And so like for the next three days, Moonbeam and I are just binging porn TV when he's not slinging green juice or taking notes in philosophy 101. Like he's at my house. And I'm like, this is dating. This is how people fall in love. And so there was one day when we were watching kind of like a naked Martha Stewart home that was about how to do DIY uh, crafts. It was like, here's how to make sex toys with stuff around your house. And I was like, this is cool. And I was like, oh, I've never been tied up before. And so he like pulls off my pajama pants. And I'm like, this is a week of firsts. But here's the thing with these shows. I actually liked it because everyone was having a good time. People were like having a blast. Like someone was demolishing a, an old barn house and like they looked happier than I'd ever been in my life. And I was like, this is the key. You shouldn't have clothes on. No penetration, just like people living their lives. And so I'm tied up with my pajamas and I'm like, this is living, you know? Because I had seen some different types of porns. I'd seen like, you know, P in the V, V and V, P in the A. You know what I mean? Like the standard stuff, but there's so much more out there. And so I look over as I'm being tied up and he's doing stuff to me. I look at this longboard and I'm like, oh God, this feels so weird. And then uh, I see the clock and I'm like, you're gonna be late for class. And so I'm like, turn off the porn. And I, we hop on my Vespa and I drive him to campus. And I'm like, I am the creepiest pervert that no one would ever guess. Like, oh, come around and watch porn all day then I'll take you to campus, you know? So now it's the night before the shoot and he's over. And I'm, I'm watching uh, one of the naked cooking shows. They're making lasagna. I'm like, this is cool. And he's working on a philosophy paper. I'm like, look at us. Both doing homework. How great is this? And then he, he turns to me and he's like, Jenna, you have like the perfect female physique just from the waist down. And I was like, what? And he was like, I mean, you're really cool, but like, I'm totally a tits guy. And I was like, oh my God. I was 
like, we've been watching three full days of people of body positivity and people fully nude living their lives, body acceptance, all shapes and sizes. And so I was like, okay, I think I, you gotta go. I need my beauty sleep. I have a shoot tomorrow at 7 a.m. I have to be in Burbank. And so I like hustle him out. I'm like, here's your longboard. See you later, clown. You know? And he's trying to like half apologize, you know? Because <laughs> that was, it was jarring. And so I, I shut the door on him, but I was too shocked to even cry or be sad because I was like, fuck that guy. My star is rising right now. I'm going to set tomorrow. Like, this, this is, prof- I'm professional now. All right, so the next morning, I get to Burbank. And I walk into HQ and it's all nice. And they take me straight into, you know, hair and makeup. And they give me super glam, like eyeliner, like the full, you know. And so I'm like, oh, what am I going to wear? Like a bunny suit? Like what's, what's going to be? And they're like, we need to sh- see as little skin as possible. This is, you're the conservative white couple. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm in like full slacks, turtleneck, cardigan, and heels. And so um, we go into, into set. And it turns out the DP, director of photography, is a yoga instructor. And so she's like, let's all circle up because we're going to do um, some rhythmic breathing. And I was like, this brand is so misrepresented. This has been the nicest experience of my life. So we all circle up and like sit down cross-legged in, on the set and we do breathing together. And I'm like, God, LA, man, right? This place is magical. So we do the shoot and it is a blast, all right? Me and Matt both did our homework. So I was like, oh yeah, we even got you know matching tattoos where only we would see them. And uh, we turned our hammock into a sex swing. Like we're crushing this thing. We're there for like six hours. They're like, that's a wrap. We got basic white couple footage in the can. I decided then and there I would never put this on my resume because my parents are alive. And um, I, wondered, I wondered if anyone would ever see it. I had no idea. And so... I'm driving back across town, dodging calls from my father at this point, and I want to get a glass of Prosecco to celebrate. I'm like, okay, I could go to a bar by myself, or I could just pick up a bottle on the way home. So I strut into the Whole Foods, because I'm still in full hair and makeup, okay? And this is at night. I never go there at night. So he's like, what? And um, I see Moonbeam behind the counter. He's like jamming wheatgrass into a pulverizer, and he's like, how'd the shoot go? You know? And I was like, oh, it was great. I crushed it. You know? Whatever. And he's like, do you want a smoothie? And I was like, no. No child, I need some a little harder. I'm celebrating. So I go over to the cold booze section and I'm like looking at the champagnes, trying to figure out what to get. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this guy, kind of disheveled. And he's kind of looking me up and down, kind of staring at my fanny pack. Cause I like to, I like to grocery shop hands free. And uh, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. And he's looking at the salad dressings and I'm like, pick out the cage free one, you know, trying to like make small talk. Cause we're coworkers now, we're basically colleagues. <laughs> like we're in the same like, like, he probably came from set. I came from set. You know, and, I, and Moonbeam's watching this entire thing happen. I'm like, dude, I have more in common with him now. Sorry, man, you're old news. And, um, and so I thank him for the compliment on my fanny pack, and I head to the register. And in that 12 years, I've only had one person tell me that they saw the commercial. And it was that guy from college. He texted me. He was like, hey, Jenna, I saw your commercial. I was like, the wife and I love it. Like, it keeps being spicy. They got two kids. They work all the time. And I was like, oh, my God, of course. The Jenna Jameson inspo. And so and my dad still doesn't know. Thank you. That's my story. I don't act anymore, ever. Hot babes doing stuff naked. I'm Hannah Harper. Tonight, I will be taking my girls to wash a man's truck. Let's do it. Come and play with me. We'll do it anytime. All my girls will take it off and do whatever. 
ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. For four days, I had been locked in a room with COVID. This is a couple months ago, you're safe. <laughs> I was at that stage in my recovery where I was trying to figure out if the new Jackass movie was actually funny or if the virus had given me brain damage. <laughs> like my cough and fever had started to go away. Now the biggest symptom I was dealing with was an overwhelming sense of guilt because I was the filthy animal who had brought the black plague into our house after two years of keeping it away. I had uprooted all of my wife's shit. I had moved into the bedroom, so Michal is sleeping on the couch and sharing a bathroom with our two very nasty teenage daughters. <laughs> Plus, even that minimum amount of housekeeping I do every week was gone. So she's washing all the dishes and, and walking the dogs. She had to take the garbage cans in from the curb. Like, why even have a husband at that point, right? <laughs> And on top of all that, now she's taking care of me. She's like double masking and sliding meals under the door like it's Shawshank. <laughs> she's terrified she's gonna catch it for me and just as worried that I caught it in the first place. I don't know, there was something about a 52-year-old man with a history of asthma and the waistline of a moose having COVID that worried her. <laughs> I mean, I was worried too. On, on the second day, I had so much brain fog, I actually had to have her talk to my doctor because I couldn't comprehend the conversation. So it's like, She's married to an enfeebled senior or a 300 pound toddler. Take your pick, neither one is good. It was a burden to her. And I know she's taking care of me because she loves me, but this is a marriage, so I also know I owe her. <laughs> so then, right as a professional tennis player is uh, firing tennis balls into Johnny Knoxville's nuts, Michal knocks on the door. She said, the dogs are going crazy. They're, there's something in the chimney, something alive. And she asked me to mask up. She needed my help. I was so thrilled. I was like, finally, this is my chance to pay her back. Now, we're doing uh, construction right now in our house. So in our living room, we have all these like giant plastic uh, storage tubs and they block off the fireplace. But we're standing there and you can tell there's definitely something going on in the chimney up there. And I kind of get closer to listen. And every time I move, Michal would like subtly move to keep six feet away from me. It was, it was very cute. <laughs> Anyway, she's like, maybe if you slide the tubs back, you could look up and see what's going on in there. And I, I wanted to do anything for her at this point. But the idea of getting my face clawed off by a raccoon felt like a little too much. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna investigate this from the roof because if Jackass has taught me anything, it's that an uncoordinated fat guy on a roof is a recipe for comedy. So once I get up there, I see a bird. It was a morning dove, or maybe you call it a rain dove, a turtle dove. I called it my prime suspect. So I'm like, yeah, get out of here. I did all the classic, you know, shoo the bird moves, and, and he doesn't budge. I was like, all right, he's fucking with me. He's like a jackass fan, wants to see me fall off the roof. So I keep getting closer and closer. I'm a foot away before this thing takes off, and I'm like, okay, that's super weird, but, you know, case closed. I have finally done one goddamn thing for my poor put-upon wife. And then I heard wings flapping from down inside the chimney. And that's when I realized there were 
two turtle doves and one strapped in my chimney. And I understood that the reason I couldn't shoo the first bird away was because he was there for love, watching over his husband. Yes, in my head, these birds were two dudes in a long-standing relationship. No, I don't know why. I thought it was super woke to think the birds were gay. My wife thinks I'm just so wrapped up in the patriarchy that all animals are male to me. But regardless, I feel horrible now because poor Ernie is trapped in my chimney and meanwhile, Bert is up on a wire worried sick about him. So now Michal and I are maybe good for rebooting a Wi-Fi, but Bert trapped in a chimney, we've got nothing. So we call a chimney sweep. Now, these guys are not nearly as helpful as Mary Poppins has led you to believe. They're like, we'll be there in six hours. We're like, the little guy is suffering. And they're like, oh, he's gonna die, chim chim cheree. So on that super optimistic note, I go back to my COVID dungeon because now not only am I completely worthless to my wife, I'm also zero help to a bird on his deathbed. But then five minutes later, Michal knocks on my door and says, it just fell. And I put my mask on because the least I can do for her is scrape a carcass out of our fireplace. I go to move the tubs away from the mantle, but stop because I hear a flutter of wings. This is a very alive bird. The chimney sweeps wrote him off, but our Ernie, he's a fighter. <laughs> now, earlier I called him a morning dove, but I'm just trying to sound classy. I mean, the bottom line is he, he lives in bus shelters and eats trash. With all due respects to zoologists, Ernie is a pigeon. <laughs> and I think it's important to note this because, and this is crucial, I didn't want a pigeon in my living room. But the only way we're getting rid of this bird is to let it out of the fireplace and shoo it out our front door. Now, my wife is a lit PhD. I write fart jokes for Nickelodeon. We have absolutely zero skills for this job. But these are the things that bring marriages closer. So our first problem is that our house is open plan. So once he's out, he can fly anywhere, right? So I go and I get a bed sheet and some duct tape and I say, we should, we should block off the archway so we contain him in this room. He doesn't get to the rest of the house. And Mahal says, hey, how about we use painter's tape so we don't completely fuck up our walls? So we did that because teamwork makes the dream work. And the next thing is I, I hand her a broom and I say, okay, you are the goalie. Do not let him get past this sheet. And she's like, so you do know where we keep the broom. And I'm like, are we doing this right now? Now I have another broom and I'm going to be the one who guides him from the fireplace out the door with that because I figure this is a good use for my graceful athletic prowess. So I slide the containers away from the fireplace and Ernie shoots out like a bat out of hell, except, you know, a pigeon. And he's bouncing off the ceiling and the walls and he starts panic shitting everywhere. The couch, the shelves, the storage tubs. It's like a poop pinata and the quinceanera is in our living room. And I'm waving with this broom and I'm trying to get out the door and it's just freaking him out more, which he expresses in the form of turds. And Michal is like, he's shitting everywhere. And I'm like, of course he's shitting everywhere. He's a pigeon. And she's like, it's a morning dove. Do not tell people there was a pigeon in our living room. Finally, Ernie sees sunlight and he starts heading for the door. And I think it's over, but at the last second, he turns and traps himself in this tiny space between the door and the wall. There was all of this open door for him to go through, and he picks the only two inches, which is a dead end. So I was in a bit of a COVID fog, and I had a lot of adrenaline pumping. I don't remember all of it clearly, but my wife tells me it was at this point that I said, Fuck you, bird! 
And because he's trapped, I have to close the door to let him out. But then, of course, he just flies back into the room. So I've got a broom chasing, jumping over the coffee table, the couch. Fuck you, bird. Fuck you. Fuck you. If only our daughters have been home to capture this for TikTok. <laughs> so he lands on top of a bookcase. And Mahal is like, Ron, do you have to go outside and like catch your breath? You do have COVID, you know. And I'm like, I got this because I was doing it for her, damn it. And I, I tap him off of the bookshelf to try to get him towards the door. And instead he dive bombs the sheet, finds the one gap that's there and squirts through. Bam, we've lost containment. He is flying around our house, okay? <laughs> so quick scouting report on my wife. A good spouse, a fantastic mother, great cook. Limited goalie skills, okay? <laughs> so now we take down the sheet and Michal and I are hunting for a pigeon in our house. Some old married couples don't know how to keep things fresh, not the two of us. <laughs> And of course we find the asshole in our kitchen because that's the most disgusting place for him to be. He's like chilling out by the sink. He's like catching his breath. Feathers are missing. There's, he's covered in soot. And I can tell he's thinking the exact same thing I am, which is, Jesus, this is a weird day. <laughs> and it's feeling now like maybe we should just like throw our keys on the floor and walk away for good. Admit, this is Ernie's house now. <laughs> But he finally stopped moving which is the one speed I can keep up with. So I took a spatula and I knock him into the sink and we flip an empty storage tub over him. And I lift this up by the grate in the sink and then Michal slides the lid underneath because once again, he's panic shitting everywhere. I do not know how so much shit fit in such a tiny bird. But we have this giant awkward container and we walk it out to the backyard together. And teamwork really did make the dream work because we set it down, I lift off the tub and Ernie flies away and lands on a tree branch. We had saved a bird's life. And then, boom, out of nowhere, Bert lands right next to him. It, they were reunited. It was like the end of a great rom-com. Shitless in Seattle. <laughs> and then I feel Michal's hand on my shoulder. It's the only place she felt safe touching me. But I felt a connection to her for the first time in days because we had gone through something together. You know, it, in a lot of ways, it kind of felt like the birth of one of our kids, except this time I actually did some of the work. <laughs> But looking up there at Bert, realizing how relieved he was to see Ernie alive, I realized that, yes, I had been a burden to her, but she took care of me because she wanted to, just same way Bert wanted to take care of Ernie. And just because I needed her didn't mean I owed her. And I stopped feeling guilty about it, And I started feeling grateful that I have somebody who loves me as much as a gay pigeon loves his husband. <laughs> so then a week later, I'm out uh, feeling better and I'm walking the dogs and I look up on a wire and I see Bert and Ernie. And I know it's Ernie because he is still a hot mess. <laughs> and I snap a picture and send it to Mahal with the caption, they got through it and are still in love, just like us. And because she gets me, <laughs> she sent back, Fuck you, bird! <laughs> Thank you. How well everybody's heard about the bird. Get the bird out of here. I can't get it out. I'm only asking that you open a window. Damn birds. Shit everywhere. Get it out. Watch out for the bird shit. Come on, you damn bird! What a mess. Get it out. Like a goddamn little Tweety bird. Oh, I really love pigeons. Yeah. The damn bird. You bird!
This is Risk. This is Jewel Akins behind me now. And we just heard from Ron Hart, who you can find on Twitter at Scatter, as well as the Trashmen with Surfing Bird and the Playboy Channel <laughs> with Hot Babes Doing Stuff Naked. And most of those individual pieces of today's episode were edited by our own Hope Brush. We'll be right back. We're back. Folks, other than that check-in from me that I just put on Patreon for free for anyone that we hope to get your feedback about and that you can listen to even if you're not a member at Patreon, there's also a new bonus story it's at patreon.com slash risk, and it's by Nikki Levy. I saw her underwear lying on the locker room floor, and I was overcome with this feeling to kind of sniff it and study it and wear it as a hat. <laughs> Susan Dervu is the latest Patreon member donating 25 bucks or more. So thank you so much to Susan. And another little treat. Waiting for all of our patrons over there is a poem that was inspired by the same incident you just heard about from Ron Hart, only it's by Michal Lemberger, that's Ron's wife, telling her perspective from being there. The poem is called Lovebirds. And our only choice was to push it out the door, sheet taped to the archway to keep it from escaping into the rest of the house, to trap it in order to let it go. Careening around our living room, releasing tufted gray feathers that stuck to the walls, ceiling, floor. You with a broom held high, trying to coax, not kill it. There's over a hundred hours of bonus content like that at patreon.com slash risk. And when you become a member over there, or when you increase your current donation amount, you are really and truly helping to keep risk running and we dearly appreciate it folks today's the day take a risk let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the moon up above and a thing called love let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the birds So Matt, here's your nice, clean, shiny truck, courtesy of Hot Babes Doing Stuff Naked. Hope you enjoyed the car wash. Oh, you know I did. It's been the best day of my life. Thank you, girls. Hell yeah! If you'd like Hot Babes to do stuff naked for you, email us at risk-show.com slash submissions.